Democrats pull out the stops to keep the whistleblower's ID under wraps. Extraordinary moves to protect his identity. The president's decision to pull U.S. forces out of northern Syria causes a backlash. One Kurdish leader calling it a stab in the back. An NBA GM's tweet sparks outrage in China. The NBA has issued a statement calling the situation regrettable. This is the CBS World News Roundup Late Edition, sponsored by the Capital One Venture Card. House Democrats have expanded their impeachment inquiry today, issuing subpoenas to Defense Secretary Mark Esper and Acting White House Budget Director Russell Vaught. Three committee chairmen have demanded the two produce requested documents by the 15th of this month. Meantime, Democrats are circling the wagons around the identity of the whistleblower. CBS's Nancy Cordes. Democrats say that the president and other Republicans have expressed so much interest in learning this whistleblower's identity that they are now considering obscuring his appearance or his voice when he meets with congressional investigators, possibly even having him testify from a remote location and using technology to obscure his identity. In the meantime, a second whistleblower has emerged, one that claims direct knowledge of the Trump call to Ukraine, and it could undermine efforts by the Trump camp to discredit the original complaint. President Trump's decision to pull U.S. forces out of northern Syria has gone over like a lead balloon. Correspondent Bill Rakoff. Senator Lindsey Graham, who's been one of the fiercest defenders of the president of late, mints no words about the decision to draw down troops in northern Syria. If we abandon them, Good luck getting anybody to help America in the future with radical Islam. Graham calls it an impulsive decision that will throw the region into further chaos. This is a big win for Iran and Assad, a big win for ISIS. I will do everything I can to uh, sanction Turkey if they step one foot in northeastern Syria. Senator Graham appeared on Fox News. Bill Rakoff, CBS News, Capitol Hill. Damage control at the NBA over China. This after the GM for the Houston Rockets tweeted support for pro-democracy protesters in Hong Kong. CBS's Steve Futterman. The comments on Twitter have infuriated Chinese officials, putting the NBA, which gets lots of revenue from China, stuck in the middle. Sports historian David Wolachinsky. They're trying to please the Chinese government and they're trying to please people who support democracy and free speech. The league issued what it hoped would be a conciliatory statement, but now a number of U.S. politicians are upset with the NBA, saying the league cares more about money than human rights. Steve Futterman, CBS News. On Wall Street, the Dow losing 95 points to 26,478, the Nasdaq down 26. Now this. A member of the Proud Boys is arrested and makes his first court appearance this morning. KXL's Rosemary Reynolds was in the courtroom. Tusi Itala Tiny Tiso faces a three-count indictment stemming from an assault in 2018. He was greeted by U.S. Marshals at the airport last Friday. He pleaded not guilty to the charges this morning. In his brief statement to reporters, he still claims to be a proud Western chauvinist. I'm proud of my spirit says the Lord of hosts. God bless everybody. I'm proud Western chauvinist, and I refuse to apologize for creating modern world. The judge ordered Tosi not to have any contact with the victim or his co-defendant in the case. His next court appearance is November 25th. Rosemary Reynolds, FM News 101. It seems like every day there's a new warning or two about the hazards of vaping. But the latest report from the National Academy of Sciences may be the most startling yet. 
KXL's Mike Turner checks it out. The latest research just released by NAS scientists suggests that long-term exposure to vaping liquids that contain nicotine greatly increases the risk of cancer. The new study found that after breathing in the vapor for 20 hours a week for more than a year, over 22% of the mice in the test had cancerous tumors in the lining of their lungs. The scientists who conducted the study stress that much more research is needed to know whether vaping leads to cancer in humans, but they hope their findings published today will make people think twice before trying e-cigarettes. An order from the governor Friday directs the Oregon Health Authority and the OLCC to enact a 180-day ban on all flavored vaping products and to develop plans within 90 days to address consumer warnings about the dangers of vaping. Mike Turner, FM News 101. A threat on social media leads to extra officers at Gresham High School today. Police say the threat on Snapchat is not credible, but they want students to feel safe. I won't be long until we know if Oregon enters uncharted political territory. KXL's Steve Leader reports a key deadline is exactly one week away. Republicans pushing to recall Oregon Governor Kate Brown have until next Monday to turn in the required 280,000 valid signatures. If they do get the signatures, KXL political analyst Jim Moore. Then Kate Brown has five days to say whether she'll resign or contest the, the election. And then after that, then we have an election. Which would be a statewide vote whether Governor Brown should be removed from office. Moore says Brown still has enough money in her campaign account to put up a fight while the GOP basically has no money for that. He says no statewide elected official in Oregon has even had an election for a recall. Steve Leader, FM News 101. Starting fires to prevent fires. That all begins this week in the Mount Hood National Forest. Using a prescribed burning ban, crews will burn forest fuels on over 2,800 acres of the Hood River and Barlow Ranger districts. When they remove the timber, they leave a bunch of the residue, uh, whether that's the limbs and some of the needle cast and various uh, other parts of the tree. So what we'll do is come in after they pile it, burn it, and then that reduces all that fuel. The burns will happen over the next month or so. The forest's Rick Lancaster says their project is weather dependent. The more rain, the better it is for them. And we're learning today about a major mistake at the Portland Marathon. KXL's Grant Mackill has the story. Organizer Jared Rotinski says, by and large, he's proud of Sunday's race. It was spectacular. You know, yesterday's uh, 48th running of the Portland Marathon marked a spectacular rebirth. But he acknowledges not everyone feels the same way. It was a very small group of runners who failed to make a proper stay right movement. When I say failed, I do not imply that it was their mistake. And then they were detoured therefore on the course and ended up uh, rejoining the course a couple of miles later but obviously not before running quite a bit out of the way. He says they quickly caught the mistake, fixed it, and promises it'll never happen again. The impacted runners were given a full refund and offered free future entry. Grant McHill, FM News 101. Uh, we know this first of all. The orchestra it is often a dull affair. <laughs> Too many people. Adult affair. I oh, would say it's pretty exciting. Fault. Adult affair <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. But you might remember when we shared the story back in May about the little boy who exclaimed his total amazement. Wow. That, I love that, man. <laughs> Folks at the orchestra have been searching for that boy ever since. Well, he's been found. The Boston Globe reports nine-year-old Ronan Matten is from New Hampshire. As a reward for his enthusiasm, he and his grandparents got to attend a special dress rehearsal at Boston Symphony Hall last week. 
the Handel and Hayden Society is just starting its new season. Yeah, and that much-respected orchestra launched that search for the wow child. They used the audio of the moment captured by WCRB-FM. The president says that really it's one of the most wonderful moments he's ever had in a concert hall. Now, Ronan's grandmother, she tells us that her grandson actually listens to classical music at home and will eventually begin playing instruments. Dang, Skippy. I love it. I love it, too. Triple A Oregon answering the call when members need help at the roadside for the last hundred years and running. Become a member today at AAA.com and keep life going. Greats of Trailblazers past in town to celebrate 50 years of Blazers basketball. For more from the KXL Sports Desk, here's Judah Newby. Jeff Petrie was the original Trailblazer, the franchise's first overall draft pick in 1971. He played six seasons in Portland and has his number 45 retired in the Raptors at Moda Center. Well, I'm at an age now where it really warms your heart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the Blazers have done a really nice job of keeping their heritage current and putting it out there every once in a while and, and honoring it and We've had so many great players and so many terrific teams over the years here. Again, just to be recognized as having been part of the growth along the way gives you a very warm feeling. Petrie was in studio today on 750 The Game with John Canzano. He's in town as part of the Trailblazers' celebration of 50 seasons as a franchise. The preseason opener is Tuesday night at Memorial Coliseum against Denver. With sports at 15 and 45, I'm Judah Newby, FM News 101. Time now for the five things you need to know today. First, U.S. troops are ordered to leave longtime allies behind in the Middle East. Last late Sunday, President Trump gave the order for U.S. troops to withdraw from northern Syria. American forces were seen leaving an area along Turkey's border this morning. It's the start of a troop withdrawal from northern Syria that many U.S. allies oppose. The move clears the way for the Turkish military to begin a long-planned assault on Kurdish fighters along its southern border. That's CBS News correspondent Tina Kraus. Kurdish fighters have been key U.S. allies in the fight against the Islamic State. President Trump says he'll wreck Turkey's economy through sanctions if they take things too far. Back in the U.S., congressional investigators want to know more about why the U.S. withheld foreign aid to Ukraine. Today, top Democrats are issuing subpoenas for information from the Pentagon and the White House Budget Office. Legal experts expect the Trump administration will not comply, and if that's the case... The fact that it's being issued in furtherance of an impeachment inquiry strengthens the position of Congress should it come to a determination by a federal court about the validity of the subpoena and whether or not the executive branch will be required to comply with it. That's law professor Jessica Roth. Earlier today, we learned of a second whistleblower in the Ukraine scandal. It's reportedly a person with first-hand information. Other news, four people are dead, five others hurt after gunmen opened fire at a bar in Kansas City, Kansas. Police say it all started with an earlier dispute inside the bar. That dispute resulted in the suspect being ejected from the establishment. A few hours later, the suspects returned to the bar armed with handguns. Michael York is the police chief in KCK. One shooter is still on the loose. He's identified as Hugo Villanueva Morales. Police in Dallas say a key witness in the Amber Geiger murder trial is now dead. Investigators say someone shot and killed Joshua Brown on Friday night. Brown's testimony helped secure Geiger's conviction and her 10-year prison sentence. Brown was supposed to serve as a key witness in a civil suit filed against the city of Dallas by Botham John's family. 
Attorneys for Brown say he should have received more protection from Dallas authorities. And two Americans will share the Nobel Prize for medicine, along with a scientist from Britain. Dr. Graves Sameza spoke about it at John Hopkins University. We never know what will be the critical experiment. So we just, you know, continue every day to, tr- to try to generate data to move, uh, move forward. The scientists made discoveries that could help create better cancer treatments, among other things. And those are the five things you need to know today.